Hey, badasses, and welcome to the Badass Ladies Club. This is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie. Hey, badasses. And we are going to talk about accepting grace and gratitude. It's kind um, of a twofer this time. It is a twofer. Yes. Um, um, it was also inspired by one of our listeners. Um, yes. I want to say that. Yeah. His name is Jordan. Um, Jordan was talking to us. I was after like one of our first or second episodes on social media, we were having conversations about feeling our feelings. And um, he really leaned into this idea that it would be awesome to have a conversation about accepting and receiving grace. Well, because I think it was in our first episode when we were talking about COVID, we talked about giving people grace. Right, right. And he was like, you should totally talk about accepting and receiving. And we were like, oh, yes, we should. We should totally do that. Here we are. (laughs) So, yes, um, accepting grace and um, gratitude's kind of rolled in. It was going to be its own thing, but then we were like, you know what? This is all. These two things work together. They work together. So um, before we get into that subject, though, I'm going to pass it off to Laurie to talk about our badasses. Of the week. We are, we are doing a team uh, badasses of the week this week. It's going to be a power couple, David and Charlie Wagner, who, uh, wow, talk about a power couple. <laughs> so David Wagner is uh, and Charlie are the owners of Jute Salon Spa. Um, they've got several locations in the Minnesota area and outside of that even. David in 2002 wrote a book called life is a Daymaker, And it was, you know, I started in the industry in 2000. I was very new to the whole business. And so when life is a Daymaker hit, it was like a tidal wave through our industry where David really focused on this idea that you have so much, so many opportunities to change people's lives because of the interaction that you have with them from behind the chair or when you're working with them in a spa treatment room or doing or makeup even on an airplane. Right. It doesn't even have to be in a salon. Well, and for him, you know, like it definitely connected to the idea that he was behind a chair, but then it spun off into this movement, you know, where people had a chance, however many people you come in contact with every day, that's how many opportunities you have to make somebody's day and that that is powerful. And I feel like since 2002, there's been lots of movements that have emulated that. Um, but life as a daymaker was really something that was one of the first books that I read like cover to cover and was like, Oh my gosh, I can change the world and I can change the way that people are uh, interacting with their day just by the way that I behave. And so I know that that was really pivotal for me. Charlie is, um, this, goddess of style and Ayurvedic wisdom and, uh, a very Zen, uh, style lady. I took a energy work class from Charlie. It was a long so time ago. Jealous. I want to say it was like 2005 or 2006. Um, I do believe it was at a serious business or maybe a Congress style, uh, education class. I remember how in awe I was of her energetic vibe and presence. And there are things that she taught me in that class that I still use to this day, um, meditation techniques that I did this morning, you know, like, so David and Charlie, if I can say anything about them, as far as the example that they've led me in my career is that it's always right to be kind, that it is always right to do the right thing, no matter how hard that may seem that it's really not that hard. It's actually your default. Um, and so I am excited to have them 
uh, honored as badasses of the week. We are sending you guys a badass box and are hopeful that you'll want to participate in the podcast in some respect and share what's going on in your worlds and uh, give a little bit of inspiration and love to our listeners. And David and Charlie, if you choose to do so, we hope you accept this invitation. But if you choose to come on with us, I... I'm just going to put it out there. I'll fangirl. So, oh my gosh, you're kidding. <laughs> because David is one of my hair heroes. Yes. And um, he and I have had a few social media exchanges and not to sound like a total dork or anything, but every time he's ever like commented on something that oh, I've yeah. done, I'm like, Laurie, David Wagner just commented on my, David, you know. like my post. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it would be a total and complete honor. So. Well, and I can just speak to the idea that even in times where we've introduced life as a daymaker to team members, like once we did reach out to David and ask him, uh, told him that we had bought a bunch of books that we wanted to gift to the team. And he like autographed all of them oh my God, and he sent, sent them all and, autographed copies. Of yeah. Something. So just really generous, wonderful, beautiful people that uh, we can't wait to share with you guys on the yes. podcast. Okay. So let's get into this week's topic, shall we? Let's do it. So why is it so hard to accept a compliment or receive praises when they are sent your way? I mean, why is that so hard? It's, it shouldn't be that hard. I know that, you know, like what you're supposed to do is just say thank you, yeah. but that's not what happens. So often when somebody tells me that my, oh, your hair looks really good today. Like the first thing I'll say is, oh, really? Cause I didn't really do anything to right. it. You know, like that you immediately try and like, I washed it. Yeah. It's clean. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, the it's so strange. Or if it's like, oh my gosh, that's a really cute dress. Oh yeah. Like I've had it forever or about, you know, like you just this immediately discount, uh, the compliment given to you. I, and I imagine that somewhere I picked up that like, it wasn't polite to toot your own horn or to um, be like, yeah, I look great. You know, like that those things, have you seen my ass in these (laughs) leggings? (laughs) Obviously I look amazing. Awesome. (laughs) But that, that is, uh, I don't know what that is. Is it polite to not, uh, accept a compliment? To receive that uh, love that's being shed on you. Like sometimes I feel like we're such givers. Right. Um, especially because we're in the beauty business and it's our job to make people look excellent, you know? And so then when we're giving that, oh my God, you look amazing. Or, oh, those highlights turned out great. You know, that we're constantly giving that. But when you get it back, um, that that's a really hard and awkward thing. And it's kind of part of today's episode. Right. Like going going to the beginning of the episode when we were talking about our conversation with Jordan, our listener, you know, I never, we were talking in that first COVID episode about giving grace and how, well, I wouldn't say it's easy, you know, um, in some circumstances, but in what we're talking about today, yes, I could tell people all day how amazing they are and how wonderful they look and seeing their praises about like, what a great human being they are. Um, but when people say that stuff to me, I freeze and I'm like, what, what do I, what do I say? Do I say, um, you know, Oh, I know, you know, or do uh, just say, thank you. Right. That's so nice. Thank you so much. And that when you say it, like I've been really trying hard because I've been calling other people out on not accepting grace or not receiving a compliment. You know, like when I hear that go down at work or something, I'm like, no, 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 you just say, thank you. You quit discounting yourself. Somebody (laughs) took the time to say that you looked awesome. 
say thank you. Um, so then in turn, I have to do the same thing. And so I know, when I just so receive it and say thank you, um, it really does feel different, you know, like it in does. the middle of your heart, you know, like you're, it, it brings you up a notch and that's what it's intended to do, you know? Yes. So, um, how do we get comfortable with the saying thank you? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have like a one line answer to that. I just wonder if it's like when people say you look beautiful today, like, do you believe it? Because if you believe it, then it should be, think you should come naturally like that. So sometimes I feel like when the compliment comes, no matter what it is, and sometimes um, I know anybody who's given me feedback about the podcast, you know, like, oh, I listened to this episode and it was really excellent that I'm quick to say, oh, thank you for really enjoying the process. Or it's been really fun to to do this, you know, like, um, but that I have this narrative inside of my head where I'm like, oh, they're just saying that to be nice, you know, or, and yeah, but okay. So for your example, when people compliment the podcast, it's been really easy for me to say, thank you. It's been so much fun. We're having such a good time because I do genuinely believe it, believe it. Right. So to your point, yes. And actually it's so funny that you brought that up because you and I haven't even talked about this. Um, Danielle, who we work with, she was a guest of ours a couple episodes ago. Um, we were talking about, you know, well, we talked about a lot that day, but you know, about, um, you know, supporting women, you know, and, um, she sent me a TikTok later. I want to say it was that day, maybe a couple days later where this chick on this TikTok was like, you know, I just, I, I know I'm hot because I just started believing I was hot. Right. And I was like, man, you know, Danielle and I were talking about it. Like we wish we would have seen this TikTok before her episode because that really does work. And as cheesy as it sounds, positive self-talk really does work. It's crazy. Positive affirmations and saying like, I am beautiful. I am loved. I am worthy. It really works. So when you start believing in that, then maybe it is easier to receive the compliment because you're like, I know, but that's not cocky. No, at all. Well, and it doesn't make you like self-involved. It doesn't make you a snob. It doesn't, you know, and I think that that mentality that women who know that they look good, you know, like that, that gives you like that you're conceited or that, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, um, that that goes against a lot of this training that we're trying to break down, you know, to be humble, right. Which I'm all about, you know, like I think that being humble is a really great, you know, asset to have, but I also love when I compliment a woman or anybody, not just women, but anybody. And I see them bask in that glow that it just makes that moment all the more special. And we're not just talking about physical appearance, talking about accomplishments or you're a great mom or, you know, um, that there's so many things you can compliment someone for, you know, but I feel like so oftentimes people don't even realize the impact that they make on your life. If you don't tell them, sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, that we take for granted that somebody who's done something, um, really wonderful for us just knows that we feel that way about it. And so, um, 
I'm definitely trying to take advantage of more opportunities where I see somebody, you know, and I realize that they've had a really great impression on me, um, that I want to share that with words, maybe in person or on the phone or, you know, in a text message, like if you feel it, you got to share it, you know, and that, that the more that people have, um, that grace shown to them that hopefully it will get a little easier to receive, you know? And, um, I know that we just coming off the heels of a few weeks ago, we were talking imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. that so oftentimes it's people telling you that you're good at something or you did well at something enough times, like for a long time, I didn't believe that. So it was hard for me to hear that. And then one day I did have that moment of like, gosh, people keep saying the same thing to me. Like, Maybe I am kind of good at it. I don't know. Like, and that, uh, I feel that, yeah, it validates you in some respects. Yes. But can we also talk about how, you know, we're talking about how it can, or maybe we just feel not that it is, but we feel sometimes that it's impolite to accept a compliment. I think it's kind of impolite to discount a compliment. I completely agree. And that when people do give me that, uh, you know, you don't mean that or whatever that I get really pissed off and I'm like, listen, if I say something to you, first of all, that I really mean it because if I didn't give a shit about you, I wouldn't say anything. Right. So it's really easy for me to not say things to people I don't care about. But if I say something to you, then, you know, at least coming from me, I guess I can't speak for all people, but coming from me, I mean it. Right. You, you wouldn't know? say it if you didn't mean it. Like, no. Yeah. So that downplaying a compliment is kind of ungrateful, you know, like yes. that you, that if somebody takes the time to pull it together and form it and it's genuine, cause you can hear when people aren't genuine with a compliment, you Mostly, know, that yeah. when you completely discount it and turn it down, that it's, um, that yeah, it just, it, it smells of ingratitude and like right. you didn't, well, uh, but, you know, you may be humble, but you're ungrateful. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that that's doesn't not really work for me. And it does go against this idea of like, and we're going to get into gratitude here in a minute, you know, that you can't create your future in the positive direction you're trying to go unless you're willing to receive grace, receive compliments, hear um, great things about yourself and believe it, you know, that Mm -hmm. if you're constantly deflecting these good things that are coming from you and shooting them down, like they're not real or they're just saying that to be nice, you are sending the message out to the universe that you don't want any of those good things, that you don't really believe or embody those things. It's a contradiction to you moving forward, you know, in the way that you're trying to go. And so I think this episode so much for me becomes what tools do we have to be able to receive that grace and to um, take it and use it as fuel to get to the next step, whatever that step is for you? Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about shifting into gratitude as far as it being a tool is mm-hmm. concerned. Um, because, you know, being in this post pandemic, you know, like sense of time, I feel like finding the things on the daily to be grateful for. Um, like I know I'm always really grateful for, uh, the first cup of coffee in the morning. It makes me really happy. Uh, (laughs) 
I've always given Jessica such a hard time about how she can like get up and do mornings without drinking coffee first. I'm it's not a coffee drinker. So weird. <laughs> um, but to get up and something, it's like super hot, you know, and it's usually dark outside or it is now, you know, cause of daylight savings and it's kind of cool. And so to just be like sitting in the peace and quiet with my coffee first thing in the morning and not have anything except for maybe my dog, you know, like it just is like this beautiful, peaceful thing that happens every single day. And I'm so grateful for it, you know, like that it's something that's simple and easy, um, that I can connect to and knowing that it's coming the next day too, and it's coming the next day too. Um, that sometimes these tiny rituals are something to be really grateful for. I wish I was a coffee drinker because I, we're going to have to get you on the bandwagon. Okay. (laughs) From so many coffee drinkers about that morning cup and how it's the best one of the day. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like the taste of coffee. Frappuccinos all day, every day. I like ice cream coffee. Yeah, I like, like ice cream coffee. Yeah, the way it's done. <laughs> but um that I can totally see how that is um and I don't mean like addicting chemically like from caffeine. That's I a mean big part of it, I think. Addicting but, <laughs> but I can see how like your heart and your mind can get addicted to that moment of peace in the morning yes. and how taking that moment of gratitude, that's something that I truly do need to work on because I don't have those morning moments right. when I do. I think that my morning and I'm using air quotes here. Meditation is when I'm doing my makeup. Agreed that it's my routine. It's my solace. It's when I you know, I can either have moments of quiet or I can put on an audiobook um, and kind of prepare or a TED talk. I like TED talks because yeah. they're quick and easy and um, kind of get my day off started in a positive direction there. Um, but I view gratitude as a muscle that you have to exercise because when I don't exercise my gratitude muscle, I feel it yeah. and I feel really icky and negative and it doesn't do anything for me, you know, that exercising that gratitude muscle, I feel for myself, just it shifts my day and my life, honestly, into such a more positive direction. Yeah. I just have to, I have to. Well, and that when you flex that gratitude muscle that you start to pay attention to things that you're grateful for that you weren't noticing before. So it like becomes, um, I always call it like a mind check, you know, like Mm -hmm. if I'm in a low vibe feeling, you know, and something feels heavy. So if let's traffic, you know, is something I always try and think about, you know, like if I'm in traffic or if somebody has uh, pushed me the wrong way in a traffic jam or whatever that I, have to check myself and be like, you know what? It is not that big a deal. What can I appreciate right now? So I can appreciate the fact that I have seat warmers in my car if it's cold outside or that my radio works or that my air conditioning works or that I have a car to drive at all or that my gas tank is full and I'm not about to run out of gas in the middle of this traffic jam or that that cloud is actually really beautiful and puffy and an interesting shape. And, you know, like I just... Before I know it, 
I've let go of whatever it was that was upsetting to me because I've been focused on what it is that I can be. Right. And it all happens in a moment. Yeah. Before you know it, you're like, oh, I feel completely different. Totally different. And I'm in charge of that. Yes. That if I'm not doing that or I'm not feeling that, that I'm the only one that can do anything about it, you know? And, um, I listened to, it was a, it was a long time ago. It was like a Carolyn Meese audio book, I think, you know, and she was talking about when she goes to bed and when she wakes up every morning that she talks about how grateful she is that she has a bed mm-hmm. and how awesome this pillowcase feels against my face, you know, and that it feels really good to have my dog snuggled up next to me, you know, and just all of the things that you can find to be happy about being in your bed, which honestly is a lot for me, you know, like I'm always so glad to be like, okay, yeah, now we're done. Um, that those little things make my sleep so much better when I'm doing them as I fall asleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, same thing, you know, like what can I be grateful for? And I'm usually like pre-gaming the excitement about the coffee, you know, and (laughs) that all of those uh, details make my mornings so much better, but I'm not going to lie. Like it took me years to get into that habit of, okay, I'm laying down and what can I be grateful for that happened today? And I'm waking up. Okay. What can I be grateful for that's coming? Um, because of life, you know? And I'm glad you brought that up because what I want to get across definitely is that this isn't a foolproof practice, Mm. um, that I feel when people talk about gratitude and I am one of those people, I honestly do truly feel this way that it is impossible to be angry from a place of gratitude. Truth. And, but that's not to say that you're not valid in, you know, holding on to anger for a little bit and working through those negative feelings. But (laughs) that you can snap yourself out of it by expressing gratitude. And that in that way, it is a choice. You know, I, you know, I get kind of upset with a lot of, um, motivational speakers or a lot of self-help, you know, authors, when they preach these kind of ideas. And so for someone who maybe, you know, the things haven't happened for them yet, they're like, oh, great. Well, according to this person, I just didn't want it bad enough. It's all my fault. Like, right. Yeah. And that's, you know, I want to kind of like help shift that like the self-help industry a little bit and the, like, I'm a self-help junkie. I'll read every self-help book under the sun. I love it. But, um, that yeah, gratitude isn't a foolproof fix for the situation all the time, but in my experience, it works. I would say nine out of nine out of 10, you know? Right. Well, and it's sometimes not about fixing whatever it is that you're upset about. Absolutely. It's about shifting your attention to something that you can appreciate or control in the moment, because yeah, there's a lot of things that come down that we have no control over that super suck, man, and make your reality a tricky place to navigate and deal with. Um, But it doesn't change the fact that there's always something awesome to look for, even if it's that the grass is green and, you know, like that, and that, that is, you know, like you were saying that gratitude is like a muscle when you're 
in a space in your life where you're tired and you're weak and you're drained because these things are coming at you, it's hard to flex that muscle, you know, like you haven't been using it. And that's not a reflection on anybody individually. Like they didn't want it enough or they didn't do well enough with it. It usually, I think, indicates a lack of support for them to have a network of people and systems that uh, are there to catch you, you know, when you need a moment. It's funny when we were talking about like that this isn't foolproof. Um, I have had lots of opportunities where I wasn't being very grateful, where I can look back on it and be like, wow, Laura, you were a super brat in that uh, <laughs> moment. Because when you're disappointed, that's the easiest time to fall off the gratitude train, you know, yeah. like that um, I when I went on my bucket list 40th birthday vacation, I had this like vision of sailing through the Greek islands. Like that was the whole gig, right? was we were going to sail from island to island. But come to find out, you don't sail between Greek islands. Like you take giant ferry boats, which we did. But there was this one place that we went to in Milos where they had a, like a pirate ship style. It was so cool. And I wanted desperately to take a day trip on this pirate ship, you know, and I love this story. Mandy and her husband like (laughs) traveled to Greece while she was in the second trimester of her pregnancy. So they could like do some birthday vacation, you know, with us. And obviously my husband was there. And so we made plans to get on this pirate ship. It was the day before we were leaving to go like all the way back home. I hadn't been on a boat besides one of these big ferries anyway. So I was so excited. And then turns out the weather shifted and the pirate ship boat couldn't get out on these waters because they were too treacherous. And so they had to cancel the boat trip. And I was devastated style disappointed. Like I dropped to the step that I was standing on and I just started to cry, <laughs> like, like cry like a baby. Cause I was so disappointed that we were going to have to like change our, you know, and Aubrey immediate was like, let's go see if we can get on this catamaran. You know, like they had room yesterday. Maybe we can do that. And I'm like, I don't want to go on the catamaran. I <laughs> wanted to go on the pirate enough. ship, you know, and through a tiny 40 year old fit, like right there in Greece, <laughs> like I wasn't in the most beautiful place ever. Like we didn't pull off the most epic vacation, you know, like I had been out of the country already for like three and a half weeks living my best life. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, like this cancellation of this boat thing rocked me. And I remember Mandy looking at me like, are you okay? You know, like she just was not used to, I think, seeing me throw like this super hissy fit. And I told her like, I just need a minute. Like I need to be really upset about this. So I look back on that now and I'm like, oh my God, what an ungrateful brat, you know, like, but I love that she gave you the space to be like, all right, girl, she went on a walk around the block. Yeah. (laughs) I had a good cry. And then we got on the catamaran and proceeded to have the most magical day. Like it was so awesome. And I didn't even worry about the stupid pirate ship. After we got on the catamaran, I saw all the great things I wanted to see. It was the best way to spend the very tail end of our trip. Um, but yeah, that nobody's perfect, you know, like everybody has things that who knows why I was so hung up on that silly pirate ship, you know, but (laughs) it was at the moment, you know, like something that broke me and I wish I hadn't wasted the energy effort time, you know, like it it was about an hour that I was bent about it, you know, before I could shake it off and get on with my epic vacation. Um, that now I'm like, Oh my God, I would give anything to have that hour back in Milos, you know, like I could have gone and had a coffee. I could have gone and dropped my feet in the water, you know, but that, that is just a, uh, 
a learning curve and yeah. that experience shows you that everybody has their moments and that it is teaching me now that when I have that kind of disappointment or when I feel that kind of feeling, um, that I don't have to waste so much effort and energy. Cause I do remember how exhausted I was after I came back from my fit, you know, like that it is exhausting to be that upset and it's to be so draining. fixated. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I mean, I totally wish I was there, but I could imagine that, you know, it's your last day. Yeah. You, you know, you're probably exhausted anyway. I was so tired. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the, yeah, an hour of, I know when I cry, I just want to sleep, you know, yeah. and God, that you're there for one last day and then you end up having the most epic day it ever. So yeah. That's so, that's, I love when you tell that story, but, um, <laughs> that just goes to show that we are all human. Everybody's human. We all have our moments and yes. that's okay. So shifting perspective to gratitude anymore, I feel like has this big driver and like, how good are we willing to let our life become, you know, like, mm -hmm. so if you can open up to all the things that you're grateful for, I think it's so easy for most of us to be like, okay, so I'm really grateful for my beautiful family or for my awesome friends or, um, that on the surface level, you can be grateful for all of that, but that also being to express gratitude, especially in times that are hard, sends this vibration out that you're ready for more. Mm -hmm. That when you show gratitude consistently enough, that it allows you to see what's possible in a way that you can be grateful for more things now. So it's like compounds on itself and it only gets bigger and stronger and more profound. Right. The, the universe is kind of saying like, okay, you're ready for more. Yes. Because if you're going to be an ungrateful brat about this- right. I'm not going to give it to no you. more goodness. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, cause you can't see it. Yes. You can't comprehend it. You're choosing to stay in this ungrateful, low vibration kind of space. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked about vibration oh, we're done. on here, <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, but <laughs> yes, I am all about, you know, high frequency. And I remember you years ago talking to me about my frequency and it way went over my head, um, that it took a lot of years and maturity and trying it out and truly feeling it to be like, this shit works. Yeah. You know, um, that when I was low vibing, that I, how do I say it just, um, I wasn't receiving the things in my life that I wanted, you know, a pay raise, a promotion, but the minute I would get out there and like vibrate on a higher fre frequency and we would then have our quarterly one-on-ones that it's like, I wasn't doing anything different. Yeah like physically behind the chair. Like I was still doing the same haircuts I was doing before. I was still selling the same retail I was before, but there was something that shifted about my energy that I think it's, um, what's the term that I'm looking for? Um, it's about like abundance that things yeah. just come to you. And it's, it's extremely powerful when you put it into practice. Well, cause abundance is something that you is, it's a high frequency belief. And mm -hmm. so when you 
can vibrate at that level, it's really easy to catch it, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's drawn to you. So you have to be the one first that can conceive that you are capable, that you are able, that you are worthy of receiving the promotion, the job, the car, the bank account, the house, whatever it is that you're trying to bring to you. And if you can't vibrate at a level where you feel like you deserve that, can have that, then it's all off the table. Like it all starts with your ability to receive that, which is why the gratitude and receiving and accepting grace thing kind of fit together so well, because there's nothing you can do to improve your vibration more than being grateful for what you already have. Right. And to not just say it, but to feel it. But to add to that, another level is, and I want to say you may have talked to me about this many years ago, but I've read about this idea too, being grateful for what you don't have yet. Totally. So I'm already grateful for my Tesla. Yes. I'm not driving it. You look fantastic in it. (laughs) But I'm already grateful for this Tesla that I'm going to have one day. I'm already grateful for my newer, bigger, open concept house. Absolutely. I'm already grateful for my black and gold refrigerator that I sent you that picture of that I was like, I've never wanted a refrigerator more than this refrigerator. I have to say, it is a baller refrigerator. Like, it looks really awesome. So cool. And it's yours. Like, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, that's Jessica's refrigerator. Are you (laughs) kidding me? How else could it be? That, you know, I'm not buying a refrigerator anytime soon. Yet. You don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe something will happen. But that I can already picture it in my new kitchen (laughs) with the mantle that I'm going to seasonally decorate. Yes. (laughs) I love it our episode if you guys didn't listen to that it's a whole thing but <laughs> that you know that I can already picture it yes and so I am already grateful for these things I haven't received and that's part of um vibing on a high frequency and just like opening your heart to that possibility well because you and all of us have to be the person who can have all of those things, you know, like Jessica who drives the Tesla and has the house of your dreams and the black and gold refrigerator is different than today's Jessica. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to be grateful for what your future self has already, and you bring it into the right now, the universe has no choice, but to deliver it to you, you know, and then you start to become this best version of you who can have all of these things that they had before. It is a I tell people a lot and I remind myself a lot. It's like hitting a light switch. Yep. Like one day you turn on the light switch and here comes the flood of all of the things that you said you wanted. And people around you will see that you're getting exactly what you asked for and they won't understand what you've done to make all of that stuff happen. All you did was raise your frequency. Yes. And, you know, I'm also... I love these conversations that we have that we've had many times where if I'm kind of in a low vibing place and things aren't happening the way I need them or want them to, that I love this idea of there is another Jessica in a parallel universe living the life that I want to live. But is that Jessica and no hate y'all. I have a lot of friends that watch reality TV, but is that Jessica sitting on the couch watching reality TV? 
Probably not. She's probably out there hustling and being a baller, right. you know, and, um, that, so what, what routines and what little things are that Jessica in the parallel universe doing that Jessica, me in this reality I'm living now isn't? Well, we'll take it a step further. Jessica, who has all the things that you're reaching for, she may not be watching reality TV, but she also might not be out there hustling either. She might be sitting on her porch, reading a book, right. you know, Enriching and taking care of herself, right? Like that journaling and one doing thing things that help. Yeah. One thing I'm noticing big time about my results as it connects to my efforts is that I've always had this mentality that like, I'm only going to see results if I hustle and I work hard and that that is something I am willing to let go of now mm. that, yeah, I'm all about, like, I love the hard work. We've talked about this, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's not like I'm trying to back away from the hard work, but I know that the success also comes when I'm not hustling. And when I really am turning inward to what does Laurie need to do today to have the high frequency And that sometimes if what I need to do is take 30 minutes to work on my own frequency, that that creates more success in my world than any amount of hustle I could have put in around that. And that if I have eight hours a day to work with at my actual job, that I've got to be willing to commit at least a couple of hours of that day to making sure that my frequency is where it needs to be in order to be successful in those eight hours. And that... Um, I don't think I, I I know I never really focused before on so much of what I needed so I could be my best, you know, and that when that I, is a shift that I have noticed oh, in you lately, it's really hard because, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. And the results that I get are a lot better. And my, uh, my stress level and anxiety level come way down for just the daily things like the traffic or the awkward interaction with somebody, you know, like that all of those things, they just roll off your back so much easier when you've taken the time to do what you need to do to make sure that your frequency is high. Um, you are a lot more patient Mm -hmm. with people around you. You are a lot more patient with situations. I'm more patient with myself, you know, like oftentimes if I have, uh, a bad moment. It's because I am frustrated with myself, you know, because of something and that all of those things are a lot easier to tolerate when I'm focused on the gratitude and I am doing the self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that man. Uh, one thing that I loved, uh, that came up when you were looking into this episode was just about how there are so many studies scientifically out there that show that practicing gratitude is amazing for your health and your well-being. Count uh, on me to look up the statistics, man. <laughs> I, know, I, like I mean, literally every every episode we do, you can probably guess that I've done a Google search and just to see statistically, you know, how that goes. But yes, the results are in yeah. and um that they have come to the conclusion that gratitude has a scientific effect on our physical and mental health. So let's talk about uh, gratitude as a tool. What, uh, I mean, the getting, the going to bed and the waking up every day is something that, like I said, it took me a long time to get that into my routine where it just happens now without me even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like when the salons were closed for COVID, I got, you know, I spent a lot of time in the garden 
and got really connected to this idea that if I would just go outside, it was so easy to let go of how scary and not certain the world was, you know, that, uh, the grass doesn't struggle to grow, you know, and that the, the butterfly in the backyard doesn't realize that there's a pandemic, you know, like that there are things, um, that happen in nature that make you so grateful to be alive on this planet, flying through the universe on this weird rock, you know, like that it is a miracle that any of us are here and to be connected to a greater ecosystem like that, um, especially with the state of our environment and the way that the world is um, literally being used of all of its resources. I feel really grateful to be alive in a time where I can still appreciate and enjoy those things. And that in my lifetime, it's possible that the air won't be so easy to breathe, that the trees won't be as beautiful as they are now. They may not be there, you know, like that things are happening around that our water environment. will not be accessible. No, we know that, that I won't be able to, do. yeah, to just turn it on. Yeah. And that the gratitude I have for being alive in a time where I can still appreciate and love and understand all of those things, um, is a big source of like my daily gratitude that I'm trying to put into practice is that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I can just go outside and take a deep breath and appreciate a cloud or look at how beautiful the leaves are falling off of a tree, you know, that those things help so much. Yeah. I, I think that, um, it really using gratitude as a tool to take a moment to step outside of yourself and realize that it's not about you. Nope. Nothing that anything happens (laughs) is about you. Are you sure? And I mean, I like to think it is sometimes (laughs) and I act like it is sometimes, (laughs) but that this universe is bigger and more connected in ways that our little human pea brains can't even fathom to understand. And so, you know, one of my favorite exercises that I've ever done is, um, putting my hand over my heart, closing my eyes and just taking a moment to feel my heartbeat and to just meditate on this idea of, I did nothing to be born into this life that I was that, um, I, you know, and not everyone can say as many wonderful things as I can that I was born into, you know, a loving household. I get to do what I love for a living. And, you know, that doesn't say, that's not to say that things that I've done hasn't come with really hard work. I've worked really, really hard. Um, but that the fact that my heart beats on its own, it's a miracle. It's a freaking miracle. And the fact that any of us are here is a miracle. And just to think that, um, I didn't have to physically do anything to make my heart beat, you know, that it just does it on its own. You were just provided this perfect beating heart, provided this perfect heart and this functioning body. Mm -hmm. And like I said, not everybody can say that. And Mm -hmm. I know that that comes from a place of privilege. Yes. Um, but I realize that I can say, you know, yes, I am privileged in that respect. And so that just extends the gratitude even further. Absolutely. You know, we, I've already brought her up once in an episode, several 
back that uh, one of my favorite things about studying yoga with Rebecca Red Fox is that she goes through all of uh, the different parts of your body as you're working them. And uh, she has this method where she asks you to send love and appreciation to your right leg, for instance, and that it holds you up all day long Mm -hmm. and that it takes steps for you and that you love and appreciate the support and the stability that your hips give you and that they anchor so much of the weight that you pull all day long, you know, and she really guides you through in a meditative kind of way. What a miracle your body is. And that so oftentimes I know, like I can speak specifically to my hips, you know, where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, my hips do so much for me. And how much hate have I given them over my lifetime? You know, like that to take a moment just to appreciate their functional purpose and the fact that they are the only reason I have any kind of stability and can walk is, um, something I should do more often, you know, and then even moving forward into having injuries, you know, like that I have had troubles with my knee before, you know, and when I had knee surgery and I couldn't walk or I did walk and it was painful, you know, like you don't realize how grateful you are to be able to walk around without pain until you weren't able to do that, you know? And so, so often as humans, you know, like right now, I'm really grateful to be able to breathe without a tube down my throat. You know, like there's a lot of people right now that are struggling with respiratory illness with COVID that don't have the luxury of breathing on their own without assistance right now. And that, the more we can have gratitude for the fact that we can just get up and walk around and breathe in and out every day, like that is something to be grateful for. You know, Red Fox has um, introduced me to that kind of mindset as well. I've never, which is so weird that out of all the years I've known Red Fox, I've never taken a yoga class from her. Wild. I know, but I have been massaged by her plenty of times. So, Which is magic. Um, if you guys need a massage therapist, hit us up. Hit us up. We'll one. hook you up. But um, what I love about Red Fox's massage sessions is that it's not just a massage. Mm -hmm. It is a spiritual like transcendence that before our massages, we just sit down and she genuinely asks, how am I doing? Am I struggling with anything? And she, during one of our sessions said, you know, there's nothing wrong with you thinking your negative thoughts. And, or, you know, your negative limiting beliefs and saying, thank you for being here, but I'm going to let you go now. And I'm going to be believing something else now that you have served me in a way that has taught me in this way. So I'm letting you go, but I'm moving on to this next phase of believing this way. And that, that was such a powerful moment for me that a massage session turned into a therapy session that I so desperately needed in that moment, but she's so wise and, um, just extended this idea to me that expressing that gratitude, even for bad things is important. Well, and she has also done the same with me on several sessions, but I love this idea that like that the bad or negative thoughts or feelings that you have, that when we get on this self-help train, like we're on, and then you have a bad or a negative thought that you immediately are like, God, why am I even thinking like this? Like, this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this, you know? And what she does with that lesson is kind of shifts your perspective 
where you understand that the limiting belief is there for a reason and that it did serve you in mm-hmm. one way, shape or form for some period of time because you needed it. But now that you're aware that it's negative and not serving you anymore, you can thank it and let it go. And that having gratitude for the negativity, whew, that is a yeah. totally, was a new concept for me until I started to try it on enough to realize that whatever negativity I was acknowledging uh, actually served a constructive purpose for me for a period of time, you know, and that to acknowledge that it makes it easier to let it go. It makes it easier. You're easier on yourself. You know, like there is a little bit more understanding and, oh, I'm not doing it wrong or, you know, like you give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Full circle. <laughs> Here we are. Um, transforming a poor mindset, you know, like if we get back to like everybody, nobody's perfect, you know, like we all have the bad day or come in and got up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, like whatever the case is and that gratitude is one of the things that can instantly shift Bring it back. your mindset, but that you have to be a willing co-creator in that, you know, like what is it about being in a bad mood or about being ungrateful that if we were talking about my hour of crying and grease, you know, like that you go down the spiral instead of stopping yourself and being like, okay, yeah, that sucked, you know, but how can I reshift my energy? You know, like that it sometimes it is so hard to do that or to go there. And so I, for myself have really been trying to decide when I'm having good vibes versus low vibes, what makes me grab a hold of the low vibe and decide to take it all the way down to the bottom floor? You know, like, because there is a freakishly addictive and uh, safe and almost like it's easier to feel it, but it's totally not, you know? So I try and isolate the, if I'm having a bad day or I'm having a low vibe and I can, and I can hear it. I can hear the words come out of my mouth. They don't sound good. They don't feel good. They don't, you know, like that when I get in that space that I really have to, and it's easy at work, I think, because I'm like, oh, you're an example. You're a leader, you know, like you can't afford to have those kinds of behaviors on the outside. It's usually a lot more just internally. But I think that I can only speak for myself here that being in that leadership position though, I'm constantly feeling like I'm having to be on and like on my best behavior that when I get a glimpse of an opportunity where I can just spiral out of control, I like to take advantage of that opportunity. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. You know, like, I don't, I don't know if that's really the answer. Um, but yeah, that I think that the addicting part of that is like, I'm so good all day, damn it. And I just Just need need this hour to just spiral out of control. And I kind of relate it to my four-year-old Okay, that it is not fair, y'all. It is not fair that she is the worst for me and her dad, (laughs) that either one of us can drop her off, you know, at grandparents' houses and she doesn't do it so much anymore because she's older, but especially when she was younger and she'd be crying mm-hmm. and throwing a fit and then we'd leave and then she like literally not even backed out of the driveway yet. And they'd text us and be like, she's fine. Every time you bring her to my house. Yes. Every time. 
every time. But then the reverse also happens where there was one Saturday where my parents had her and I got off of work and I called my parents and I said, Hey, I'm on the way. And they just gushed about what an angel she had been all day. Oh, Jessica, she's been so good. And we've had such a great day with her and we've done this and we've done that. And, oh, we just love having her here. No more. Do I walk through that door? She starts crying. She kicks the dog. She breaks a glass, like all within a matter of minutes that I was like, what? happened. And my dad literally said, she wasn't like this until you came here, you, man. <laughs> that I started talking to other parents about it and actually researching a little bit to make myself feel better. And that kids have this, um, they have this shift that happens that when they're with other people besides their parents, that they know mm-hmm. on a little bit more of another level that they have to be good all day. Right. But the minute that mom or dad shows up, that mom and dad is a safe space and they're like, I can act a fool and my parents are going to love me anyway. It's the truth. (laughs) And so I kind of look at it like that, that, you know, I've been good all day or for so many weeks or for so many months. And I just need this moment to spiral out. That is true of every tiny person I have ever spent time with, you know, like that when their parents are around, they're crazy, insane. And when they're just, when parents are gone, they're great. But I also think it's interesting that, I don't know, maybe this is just me or maybe it's not, that like any time I've ever been, and primarily when I was a kid, but definitely when I've been an adult too, like if I've been hurt or if I'm really sick or whatever, and I'm trying to hold it together, like I'm okay, I'm okay. And then my mom or dad walks in the room and then all of a sudden I am not okay. And I can finally like cry or be upset or what. And it's the same with Aubrey. Yep. Like that the people who love you the most know that you're not always okay all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And that as soon as, and and since they are your safe space, as soon as you are in the presence of that safety, well, then all the facade can come crumbling down now and you can just be, you know, like who you are. I know, um, like when my dog passed away, like I told lots of people that that had happened, but it was way hard to call my parents and tell them that it happened. You know, she was my dog, you know, like obviously they knew that that was going to be hard for me, but for some reason, like speaking words to them about it was so much more um, upsetting. And so I just feel like when there's people who really see you mm-hmm. and have seen the best of you and the worst of you. And when you're talking about your child, you know, that has brought you into the world and taken care of you every step of the way that you can be really bad or really sad (laughs) or really, you know, however you need to be and know that that is an unconditional space of acceptance. She couldn't be bad enough or break enough things, you know, for you not to love her. And she knows it. So she's going to try it. (laughs) It's all in there. And that is ultimately something to be really grateful for, you know, like as hard as that is in the moment, I'm sure. Dang it. Dang it. Um, so I feel, uh, I'm going to keep up the gratitude, uh, practices. Yeah. Like they definitely are serving me. Yeah. And you know, guys, when someone extends a compliment, just say, thank you. Just say, thank you. And that is so much more, um, becoming, I feel than, um, writing it off. I also feel like the more you practice that, the more you, um, have appreciation for it. And the more you give that out to other people, Mm -hmm. you know, like you retrain your, your psyche to accept that and absorb it. So, and 
the world will never have too many compliments or too much grace given. Um, so receive it with love and openness and receive it like you deserve it because you do. Yeah. And if you have a hard time with it, just practice. It's just like anything else, you know, uh, you get better the more you work it. Yeah. So, uh, we would love to hear what you guys are thinking and feeling about gratitude practices and accepting and receiving grace. Uh, I love that this episode came together off of feedback that we got from a listener. And, um, so the more opportunities that you guys have to tell us what you think about an episode, or if you have suggestions about topics that you think should be an episode, we're here for it. Like we want to hear it. It, um, as far as like getting it on the schedule and done, you know, like sometimes it may take a minute, but we are listening and we want to hear everything that you have to say about it. While we're on the subject, you should get onto whatever platform you listen to podcasts at and like, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we have some really exciting things happening at badassladiesclub.com uh, that we want you to come and check out. And have an awesome day, badasses. Go out and be grateful. Give, spread some love and share some compliments with people today. Bye, guys. Bye.